Hello, in this episode of the Keto Vegan Podcast, I'm going to give you lots of tips and takeaways to make life just that little bit easier if you are keto and want to follow vegan too. Now, it can be really challenging. I get lots of criticisms about how processed the vegan proteins are, but I tell you what, I'd much prefer to eat something that's been processed other than an animal which isn't necessary anymore, is it? So I'm a vegan for ethical reasons. I'm a vegan for the animals, not for health reasons. But as you know, if you've seen earlier podcasts of mine, it is so much healthier. And there's lots of news coming out all the time about how harmful red meat can be. And then there's contrary evidence as well. Do your research. I love to tell my students, I'm a teacher as well, to don't just listen and believe the first thing you see. And I like to do a bit of research. We've got the world at our fingertips. Google knows everything or Ecosia or any search engine. Okay, so what tips have I got for you today? Ever since I started this, I've found it easier to do batch cooking. So once a month or maybe once every fortnight, depends how much space you've got in your freezer, I do a whole load of big batch cooking. I find my favorite keto meals, I veganize them. Careful with the cheese, if you're adding the cheese. Um, cheese vegan cheeses are really high in carbs, unless you go for the cream cheeses. Um, okay, let's talk about cream cheese. So cream cheese, the ones that are lowest carbs are Philadelphia, Violife. Um, actually, let me just check Violife and come back to you about that, but Sainsbury's free from cream cheese and Philadelphia cream cheese are incredibly low in carbs. But the only cream cheese I find that I can cook with and doesn't go to completely liquid is the Sainsbury's free from cream cheese. But I wouldn't want to eat that on something without having it cooked. Whereas the Philadelphia cream cheese, oh my goodness, that is so lovely. And it's keto. So you can have as much of that as you like with something else keto. You could make some seed crackers. Um, I'll be doing those in the future. Okay, so that's about cream cheese, which is a bit of an aside because I was talking about batch cooking. So I will decide maybe five big meals that I like. And I know that only gives me five to play with each week, but I sometimes do stuffed mushrooms, stuffed aubergines. I love those with really hot chili. A chili, a keto um, cheese steak casserole. So obviously it's not real cheese, it's not steak, but it's a veganized version of that. A red Thai peanut curry or a chicken korma. Just find the foods that you love. I used to love a um, the one with the olives and the basil in, what's that called? Um, oh, I can't remember, but also with sort of pretend chicken pieces in. And I think I had too much of that once and I really don't like that anymore. Oh, it's pesto. Yeah, that's right, it's pesto. I do like a bit of pesto, but I think I went too much with it once and ugh, just mm, not, don't love it as much as I used to. Okay. What other tips have I got for you about the batch cooking? I buy little pots 
to then split my meals down into keto size versions and the portions of the keto. And I have three of those a day. I then intermittent fast. So my freezer is full of little pots. And in fact, let's go and, oh no, we won't. I'll show you those um, in a minute. So I'll show you those. Now there's a picture coming up now on your screen. If you are watching the podcast, if you're not watching it, then you can go to YouTube to have a look at how many pots and what my freezer looks like, which is quite something as many people that look in it, they just open the freezer door and laugh. Okay, so you get your little pots, you freeze, and I just take three out in the morning, go to work, I've got a microwave at work, and just um, before school starts, I have one then at break, I have one, it's about 10.30, and then I have another one at about one o'clock. And then I try not to eat for the rest of the day. I come home and maybe have a cup of tea, um, have, make sure you've got plenty of liquid in you, water, and then that's the intermittent fasting as well. If you can do that. Now that really works for me. If I want to shift some weight, then I follow that pattern. If you are going out for lunch in town or out for dinner, then what do we do? So the tips that I've got for eating out is stick to the vegan burger. Most people do a vegan burger. You hope, um, take out the bun, don't have the fries have their salad and if they've got a coleslaw that's vegan which would be amazing if they had wouldn't it then do have that as well and um, you could have fried mushrooms and tomatoes anything like that but also take out your own mayonnaise the amount of places i've gone that does do vegan but doesn't have the salad dressings things are getting better um, but not quickly enough for my liking. I was going to go out for dinner on Friday evening this week and book this restaurant. It looked really lovely. Actually, it was a pub down on Hailing and they had one vegan option, which sounded amazing for a starter. It was a satay broccoli thing and it sounded perfect. And I was hoping to be able to have that for a main. And then for the vegan main course, it was a slow roasted cauliflower, but it had couscous and other things with it, but I thought I could adjust that. So when I phoned to check that they'd got my booking, which I'd done online, I said, oh, will you do the satay broccoli as a main? So she went and asked the restaurant. They said, oh no, it's not vegan because it's got cream in it. And I, why hasn't it got coconut cream in it? And is, I don't know if I'm being silly, but those sorts of things upset me. Everybody can eat vegan. Everybody can eat vegan unless they're being stubborn about it. I can't eat, or I choose not to eat animals and dairy. And so therefore my options are limited. So there was one thing on that whole menu that I could eat. Anyway, I, um, I canceled anyway, not because of the food, but for other reasons. So I didn't go and she did speak to the chef whether they'll take any note of that or not. If they do, I shall let you know who they are so that we can all go down and enjoy their food. And it looked absolutely lovely. Their choices of foods on their menu looked great, but I'll let you know who they are if they um, sort out their vegan options. And also on the menu, it said vegan next to the broccoli, the satay broccoli. So I wonder if vegans have gone there, had that and unknowingly eaten dairy, which would be 
I don't know what you think about that. Let me know what you think about that. Okay. So my general go-tos are the burgers when I go out, <clears throat> as long as it's a good burger, then we're great. The burgers used to be rubbish, didn't they? But now we've got Beyond. We love their burgers, as we know. Watch my barbecue, my keto barbecue um, podcast with that. Also, um, with the mayonnaise. So there's a Heinz mayonnaise, that's vegan, and Hellman's vegan mayonnaise. I buy the big vats of the Hellman's mayonnaise. I subscribe on Amazon and get one through a month, and I do get through that. But when I ran out, I went into Sainsbury's and saw what was the cheapest vegan mayonnaise I could buy. That wasn't Sainsbury's own, that doesn't taste great. And so I bought the Heinz vegan mayo. And to be honest, I actually prefer the taste of that than the Hellman's. And it's not as expensive in the pots as that you buy in the supermarket as Hellman's, but they don't do big old vats of it, like five litre catering tubs and stuff like that, which is a shame. But they do a big pot of it. So I take to work with me a pot of that Heinz mayo, and it is really nice. I add it to just about everything. So do keep your condiments handy. Obviously, don't go ketchup, don't go barbecue sauce, you've got to, don't go salad cream even. You've got to go the mayo or the oils and maybe balsamic vinegar if um, you want a little bit of that. So continuing on the food theme, of course, I'm a keto vegan. It's all about food, isn't it? Um, what about takeaways? I've avoided takeaways for a very, very long time, unless I'm going carby, okay? And then I'm having a bit of a, an indulge and we'll have carbs. So what do you do for takeaways? Let me know, do you go, there is a vegan, there's a Chinese just down the road from me in Farnington or Drayton, or I think it's um, Farnington postcode, that's near Portsmouth, that have started doing some really good protein vegan options in their Chinese. Now I haven't tried it yet and I will do. My birthday's coming up soon. I might treat myself to have a vegan Chinese and it will be carby. So it won't be keto, but it will be vegan. Other than that, takeaways. Um, Indians, um, when I've asked about the vegan options, they don't add protein. And I get a little bit, um, I don't know, what shall I say? I want my protein, protein's really important. I don't just want vegetables in a sauce. That's not giving me the nutritious meal that I need. So, you know, this Chinese that have started adding proper proteins and doing them Chinese style sounds great. What takeaways do you go for? Um, I find takeaways are a treat, they are indulgent, certainly not a regular thing in my life. If, when I was non-vegan, then things, keto um, takeaways were much, much easier, but obviously I wanted to become vegan. Carrying on again with the going out theme, what about drinks? What do you do for drinking? I often see on keto posts um, on Facebook or Instagram, people asking, I wanna go out for a drink tonight, what can I drink? That's really easy. That's one of the easiest things. If you like spirits, you're on a winner. So um, my flavors are for the summer, vodka, soda, squeezes of fresh lime, also known as the skinny bitch, or gin and skinny tonic. Now, when I do my gins, I 
do one third gin, one third tonic, one third sparkling water because I don't like to dry, drown out the taste of my gin with the tonic because tonic's quite a strong flavor, isn't it? So that's why I do a third, third, third. Um, what about um, rum and Diet Coke, if you like that sort of thing? I find Coke too sweet for me now that my keto has been going on for such a long time. I've lost my sweet tooth really, which is pretty good. My teeth are enjoying that lack of sugar. Um, there's also spiced rums and I've done the research because I found a little while ago that I had a spiced rum, one third spiced rum, one third skinny ginger beer and one third sparkling water again because as you know I don't like my spirit flavour to be drowned out by the mixer and I think it kicked me out of ketosis but I've had it again recently and I am still very much in ketosis. So do your research, I've done a research um, around Bacardi spiced and the carbs on that are really low. So um, do your research. The sweeter the um, spiced rum tastes, the more likely it is gonna have the carbs. But I do like a spiced rum and ginger in the winter. It's my sort of wintery drink. Um, what about wines? Okay, now they do have carbs, but the drier the wine, the less carb count. Now on all foods, we have carb counts, proteins, etc., but not on alcoholic beverages, unfortunately. On the mixers we do, but not on the spirits themselves. So you do have to do a bit of research online to find out your carb count if you're being really strict keto. Now, once you're down to weight, I find that I can be less strict keto. If I put on a couple of pounds, just be strict keto again for a few days and that shifts it. So, and I don't believe the thought that, you know, as you get older, it's harder to lose weight, absolute nonsense. We get what we think about, whether we want it or not. So keep your thinking high vibe, keep it positive. Okay, what about cream? So you can get loads of creams that last for ages in the fridge. And if we're keto, we are gonna be eating a lot of cream. Coconut cream, I like the Sainsbury's one best. It's thicker than the other ones that I've tried. Elmley Double is pretty good. It's whippable as well, and it lasts for ages. The Coconut Collaborative Double Cream is also really good and has a long date on it, as does the Oatly in the carton, but make sure you use the whippable version that acts like double cream. Back to the vegan proteins. How do you choose the ones that you like? I have tried, I think, nearly every vegan protein, processed protein that there is. Now, before I was getting stricter around my keto, I loved the squeaky bean, but their carb counts are really high, but you can eat those cold from the pack, but don't eat those if you're wanting to get into ketosis because that will kick you out, the carb counts too high. Other than their new little chorizo thing, that's really good, but it's really garlicky, and if you wanna be sociable, maybe you shouldn't eat that. What other things are important for me about the proteins? The texture is really important. I don't like corn proteins, like the pretend chicken. It's just too soft. I don't know why it's so soft, but there are other proteins out there that the texture is really good. Oomph, O-U-M-P-H, is good, but the only ones I can get now are really high in carbs, like the kebab spice. I can't get the other ones um, in the supermarket or I haven't found them for a while. 
The Watt the Clark's pretty good, good on the carb count, but can be a little tough. It depends what the texture you want. And I've recently found Planted. It has got hardly any ingredients. It's not processed. It's really simple. Acado do it. They are now putting it in Tesco, but you can also buy direct from them. That's Planted. I'll put a link underneath. I've just ordered some more from Acado. And because the vegan um, horseradish sauce that I buy on Amazon, it was nearly six quid a jar. I then did a Google search, good old Google, and found it for two pounds a pot in Ocado. So I thought I need to put an Ocado order in. It was 99p for delivery. And I bought five pots plus some planted, plus some other vegan options, treated myself, had a little Ocado delivery yesterday. Oh, just over 40 quid meant it was, um, meant I could get a delivery. It's great, isn't it? Um, so do you want to eat your proteins cold? Make sure that they are eatable, edible, cold, um, and you don't have to cook them first. Lots of them need to be cooked first. Now, tofu is really good, isn't it? It's not processed. It's um, simple, plain. And I thought, okay, next time I do a whole load of batch cooking, I'll use tofu instead. And that's what I did last month. And I'm sorry. I just don't like it. I don't know why. I put lots of flavour with it. Um, I just can't do tofu. If you can do tofu and you like tofu, use that as an option for your proteins. It's reasonably priced. It's easy to use. It's simple. It's not overly processed. So go for it. Let me know what you do like. What do you use? What proteins, what vegan proteins that are low carbs do you like? Okay, next tip is about dating someone. So when I interviewed Nivi, who's from um, I Am Not Okay, the cheese maker in London, he said to me that um, he became a vegan because he met Angela. She was a vegan already. He wanted to cook for her. And that was his journey towards veganism. He also watched a documentary. And so my like tick list for meeting somebody had been vegan, spiritual, and then everything else. And then listening to him, I thought, okay, stop being so strict, Rach, with your dating requirements. Be ready to meet somebody who is not necessarily vegan yet, but may turn, don't force them. You need to let people be who they are. But if you are dating somebody and you are vegan and keto, be ready for them not necessarily to cook for you and be ready that they might be, you know, not that keen on your meals. Be ready to get carbs in the house. That microwave rice is amazing. Two minutes in the microwave, there you are, you've got the carbs for them. Everything else is really good for them that we're eating, of course, unless they're on a diet because our food is so high in fat, that's not gonna help them at all. So what tips do you have if you are dating somebody who's not keto, who's not vegan? Do you actually tell them that you're vegan and just serve them the vegan proteins and wonder if they notice? Who knows? We did that last week, my son and some other friends and daughter and Luke and Kingsley came round and my sister came round as well. And we had um, dinner and I did a beef wellington, so I didn't have the pastry around that. And we didn't tell my son's um, flatmate, or his house buddy, or well, his lodger, um, that it was not 
meet and to see if he could tell. He said he could tell at the end. Um, it was different. What I did, I mushed some Beyond Burgers together to make this big old sort of joint of pretend beef and then put it in um, the pastry with the mushroom duxelle and some spinach and stuff like that. So it's pretty good. Okay, but he did say that he knew and yeah, fair enough, absolutely. Okay, what other tips do I have for you? So my final tips are around eating and food. Now, I've had issues with overeating my whole life and I found keto was indulgent. It meant that I missed um, food less because it felt and feels so indulgent eating this rich, high protein, high fat diet. So I'm not doing those sugar ups and downs and those highs and lows. And what I find also really helpful is breathing before you eat, thanking the planet for the sun and the rain and being grateful towards the people that have brought this food to your plate. So sending up some thanks and gratitude and appreciation. Thank the sun, thank the rain, thank the farmers, the workers, the producers, the stores, everything before you eat your food. And when you eat, slow down. Think about what you're eating. Be grateful. Taste the food. Chew it really, really well. Other things that are really good is to be mindful about who you are. Spirituality is incredibly important, I think. Being connected and knowing that we are connected to one another, to all things. And I think if you're vegan, you have an understanding of that already. You understand that we have no right to eat those animals, that they are sentient, they have feelings and emotions too. It's just that we've become so ingrained that that's okay in our culture. But now there is a new way, and I do believe that more and more people are going to become vegan for the animals and for our environment. More tips that I've thought about around eating is be really conscious when you eat. Really taste that food, chew it really well, as I've already said. And when you think you're full, stop eating, because you can always come back. If you get hungry again, you can always come back to it. Also, try not to have any food in the house that's high in carbs and not keto, if that is possible for you. If you're living with others, then have your shelf and let them have theirs and just make a really clear rule for yourself that you cannot touch those other foods. Okay, so um, another string to my bow is that I'm a hypnotherapist and I have developed a sugar-free trance to help people get kick-started giving up sugar. It's a really good way, it's a one-off session to get started with that and then keep mindful, keep spiritual along your journey towards a really healthy body. So it has taken me a long time to get to where I am at now. I love my life, I'm 52 and I've spent a lot of time reflecting and learning and self-improving. I've become much more spiritual than I have been in the past. I'm really mindful and I'm really grateful for all that I am and all that I have. 
my happiness doesn't come from out there. I don't need somebody to make me happy. I don't need to earn a certain amount of money to make me happy. And if we can get to the place where our happiness comes from deep within, then we're in a much better place. We've got a solid foundation. And so I meditate regularly. I am mindful and I visualize very regularly, nearly every morning. I have a lovely routine where I get up nice and early. Sometimes I see the stars before the sun comes up and I sit outside having a coffee and just appreciating that time and that space. That's okay for me, I'm a morning person. You may not be and that's absolutely fine too, but find those times where you are on your own, feeling that peace, connecting with the joy, feeling connected to all that is. If you're having a problem with keeping your vibration high, what I used to do, I used to set my alarm on my phone at random times and just check in with where I was at and how I was feeling. If I wasn't feeling peaceful and joy and contentment, I would just check in and think, what am I feeling? Do I need to deal with that thinking and those thoughts? just to raise my vibration. And then once that alarm went off, I set it again for another random time in about an hour to two hours after that, just to check in again. And by doing that, you are checking your vibration. You are raising it consciously. And after doing that for a while, a few weeks, your vibration will naturally get higher and higher and higher. And life becomes better, better and better. Because we can't control what is happening outside of us. But we can control what is happening within us. Our thoughts are not the truth. They are just thoughts. And once we've raised our vibration, our thinking becomes much more positive. We appreciate so much more. I hope this has been helpful for you. There are lots of links below. If you scroll down, have a look. Look at my website, the Rachel G Therapy one, and look at other podcasts as well. Do hit follow or subscribe, and I look forward to seeing you again. Mm -hmm.